As a teenager, I thought happiness was a destiny, not a choice. Mark Manson Welcome to the Citizens of the Globe podcast, where we not only embrace, but encourage change in our environment, in our bodies, in our minds, and in our souls. My name is Michael Maltez, and I aim to break down the borders we create in our minds, one meaningful conversation at a time. You know, for a long time, I didn't know who or what I was. And as a teenager slash young adult, I tried very hard to convince myself that I didn't care about other people's opinion of me. The truth being that I very much did care. It was just that my brain could not reconcile the fact that people will have opinions of me that don't line up with the ideal version of Michael that I had for myself. So my brain did what most brains do and sought to fix people's opinions of me. And if that sentence doesn't sound like one of the stupidest things you've ever heard, you may want to stick around till the end of this episode. Okay, let's back up though. Because before we can understand why I felt the need to change people's opinion of me, we have to know what I wanted them to think instead. I was a pretty average kid, and for most of my life, I didn't play any sports, and I didn't feel like I had any defining characteristics I could cling to. I wasn't the smart kid, I wasn't the athlete, I wasn't the amazing gamer, I couldn't sing, I wasn't the best dancer, I can't paint for shit. All those average qualities of myself were piled on top of the fact that I was the new kid all the way up until 6th grade, every single year. That made me really unsure of myself, and I've talked about it before. So, I was constantly asking myself, who the heck am I? What adolescent identity can I identify with? Well, what I ended up doing was creating this amalgam of an identity where the different parts of it were sourced from media and my lived experiences. For example, I adopted this Bay Area slang accent. I used to code switch a lot. I started listening to rap. I changed my haircut to a comb over. I started to dress different. I wore watches that I thought made me look cool. And even though... Where I lived, the average temperature was consistently above 80 degrees Fahrenheit. I wore a snow hat that I thought looked cool for some stupid reason. What I'm getting at is, I really had no idea who I was trying to be. All I knew is that I wanted to be liked. And I thought to be liked, I had to fit in with what everyone else was doing. So there wasn't any actual real identity to cling to for me. Just the idea that I had to be liked by everybody. And because of that, I did a lot of stupid shit like wear a snow hat in 80 degree weather. I was living my life like it was a performance. I was the jester in the center of the room, the actor in the play. This way of life lasted me well into my adulthood and I wrestle with that version of Michael even today. Other than trying to be liked by everyone, being unstable, there's another danger to be aware of. 
and it's the fact that it works. Being a shell of a person and conforming to your environments works really well if you're good at it, because you can assimilate to anyone and anything, and your behavior becomes reinforced or validated because it's working and now you're beginning to accumulate friends and learning to say the right things and become this ideal person who's liked by everybody. And you might convince yourself that everything is as it should be. But the reality is that you're creating versions of yourself that are drastically different from friend group to friend group. And you can't sustain that. There will be a time when those different sectors of your life cross over and oh man, when that day comes, you'll probably just feel like a ball of anxiety and dread. You may not even realize the full reason yet, but it's because you've been lying to yourself and everyone around you, and you're about to be found out. You don't know who you are, so you don't know how to act in this multi-friend group situation. You're used to having the environment tell you what to be, but now that there's two distinct areas of your life coming together, you need to choose which identity is worth preserving more. Or, you revert inwards and isolate, canceling all plans of hanging out with anyone. It's an impossible charade to keep up. I was finding myself in this charade a while ago, and it's okay if you are too. Because there is a way forward. For me, I saw myself in the mirror one day, and I decided I barely recognized who that was. I didn't like what I saw. And so I decided to cut my hair, which was a super important step for me because it helped me visually separate myself from the identity or identities that I had previously created for myself. The next step I took was choosing which relationships were healthy and adding to my experience while slowly pulling myself out of any relationships that were parasitic, meaning the other person was always taking and taking and taking, never putting anything back into the relationship. So now I have a smaller group of people in my life, but in those relationships, I can focus on being a consistent Michael across the board. And what's amazing about this is, since I have tried to be so many different versions of myself, I've got a real good feel for what is comfortable. I know when I'm pushing the boundaries of my identity, straying from authenticity. In a way, playing so many different roles allowed me to more easily choose one or two roles to play that felt most natural to me. The only difference is now I don't treat them as performances. This is who I am. This is who I choose to be. And I'm not measuring myself by the impossible metric of trying to be liked by everybody. Simply the people who like me and want to be a part of my life will find me. Those who don't vibe with me don't need to and we're different. That's okay. And this is a total tangent here. I'm one to be very skeptical of mystical explanations like manifestation, but if I am just being the person that I want to be, and like-minded individuals come into my life as a result, 
Isn't that manifestation? At least it's my interpretation of manifestation. This isn't to say that I have it all figured out, because I really don't. But I have a lot more awareness now, and I can catch myself when I slip into my old habits. And I mean, that's what growth is, right? It's becoming aware of your behaviors. The next step in the process is making a conscious effort to be a person with healthier habits and behaviors. But awareness is such a fundamental, crucial first step to take. And it might not even be the first, but it is a fundamental step. Look, I'm no one to tell you how to live your life. But I'm also not alone in my thought process, and this isn't just being pulled out of my ass. If you listen to self-help authors or celebrities or enlightened spiritualists, you'll see that they all essentially say the same thing. And that's that the metrics you choose to measure your life by determine your happiness. And unfortunately, we can get attached to some unsustainable metrics. Like this podcast is another example. It's so easy to feel like I'm doing something good when the people who listen reinforce it by letting me know how much they liked a particular episode or when they resonated with something. And I really appreciate the feedback and compliments, but I've been extremely careful not to depend on the feedback as my source of motivation to continue creating. Because there are episodes where there's no feedback and if I was using feedback as the metric to measure my success, well, then I'd feel like quitting on those days. Instead, I consistently remind myself of the reasons I'm doing this. To help me out, I typed out a mission statement that I refer to often to make sure that I'm putting out content that is aligned with my vision for the world. The metrics I'm choosing to measure this podcast by are all intrinsic. I can control them, such as, am I being an example of acceptance? Am I pursuing open, equal, and respectful conversation? Or am I furthering humanity's understanding of itself? And because of that, I don't depend on the number of listens or likes or comments on this podcast to determine its success. That isn't to say that the likes, the listens, and the feedback aren't appreciated. In fact, because I'm not depending on those metrics to validate my success, the likes, the listens, and the feedback actually reinforce that I should continue to produce this podcast in accordance with my mission statement. So thank you for helping me be a healthier human being. I think it's an incredible thing that by just shifting a few of my thought patterns, I can turn such a negative feedback loop into one that leads to a more fulfilling life. And before I run off into some kumbaya circle of life tangent, I'm going to end this episode here. I hope you continue to create the day that you want.